cushion? Yeah, my ass hurts. How much taller, James? It looks like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Gandalf, you never come to town. Ow! Fuck. God damn it. What'd you do? Just slammed his oh, knee. Oh, I just slammed my knee into that computer. Fixed it. <laughs> this looks hilarious. <laughs> Welcome to Filmhouse, everybody. Uh, this week's episode is sponsored by Quip. Uh, thank you, Quip, for bringing us here today. My name is Daniel Schneider. I've got Adam Kovic and James Willems with me today. Hello. Hollywood Power Couple. What's up? <laughs> uh, so I'm looking a little small. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, why are you why are you so tiny, Adam? Uh, well, as you know, it it's trick? the 30th anniversary of the Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. coming out yep. in IMAX. Yep. And James and I are recreating our favorite scene from The yep. Fellowship. Um, where Elijah Wood was already tiny, so they mm -hmm. didn't have to do much. Yeah. <laughs> they still had small people play them, but it was great. If you go what to... Um, what did I do here? Not Universal. If you go to, like, the Warner Brothers lot... Yeah, I do. They have, like, a place where you can go. It's like the movie-making museum. Mm -hmm. And there's a place where you can... This is how we made Lord of the Rings. Like, they have a camera set up, and the table's, like, a weird jagged Z-shaped mm -hmm. Z table. And, like, one of you sit here, one of you sit here, and the mug's big and the mug's small or whatever. It's, like, everything's perspective-based. And they're, like, you can fit, look through the lens, and you see that it's... Except no one bothered to actually set up the camera to be right. So it just looks like two people sitting at a Z-shaped table <laughs> unevenly. <laughs> Where is this? Uh, in Warner Brothers Studios. <clears throat> oh, the studio tour? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'd like to do that one day. But speaking of Lord of the Rings, Dan. <laughs> speaking of Lord of the Rings. So uh, last week, HBO dropped a new trailer uh, for the upcoming season eight, final season of Game of Thrones. Rip John Aaron. Yeah. Guys, right? All the way back in the day, <laughs> Rip right? Rip John Aaron. The most important character. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're we're uh, less than a month away when this airs from the final season of Game of Thrones, which I would say is probably maybe one of the most anticipated events in TV history. Not since the finale for Mash. Yeah, when everyone flushed their toilet wow. at the same time. Yeah, was that that one? Yeah, you said everyone went and flushed the toilet at the same time and fucked mm, up the water the supply. Yeah, is does it make Game of Thrones not good if everyone likes it? Isn't it? That's a pretty cynical view. No, though. that's that's well, I feel like that's how a lot of people feel like where they say I like this thing because I discovered it when in fact millions if not billions of people will enjoy this content in some capacity I think I think the themes and plot of Game of Thrones appeal to a base level like dra drama desire mm -hmm. and I think that's why it's so popular I, I do think that it's incredibly well made I just want to ask does it make me basic no. Okay, no, good. I, don't think I mean, so. if it was the only, if it was the, if you said Game of Thrones was the, like the only thing you watched, sure. Like you know, like as though you said I watch Game of Thrones, nudge nudge. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you watch it, knowing that everyone watches it, means you're not basic. I think my mom even watches it, and she's she's a bit more harder to please when it comes to like modern media. It's kind of like Lawrence. Like mm -hmm. I think yeah, he, he hates this. Show, he hates right? Game of Thrones. Well, he's never he hasn't watched it. In his defense, he's like he. I guess it, I don't even know. Has do you watch Lost or something? His whole thing was I'm not going to just jump in on something that I don't honestly believe will be resolved, mm -hmm. which is his which is his criticism. I could actually is, see that as a very legit criticism. Yeah, of, of the way the show's going. At least. Yeah, I, I think most shows, uh, no matter how good they are. Uh, usually have a lull or they have a rough patch or something. I think that's just sort of the which what happens when you're well, working on something long enough. But I mean, for it, as long as Game of Thrones has been going, it is still really damn good. Well, mm -hmm. it's because there's generally a period in time when something is – start. they start making it. They don't even know if they'll get 10 episodes. Mm -hmm. So they're making it thinking we don't Throwing even know if we'll get 10 episodes. You throw everything at the screen. And then the studio comes back or whatever, the network comes back and they go, we want 20 seasons. And mm -hmm. then they go, well, they're not going to go no. You know, All right, that's a lot of keys. Unless, like, unless you're already successful, you can't go no when this, this network comes back and says we want more. So you basically have to say okay and then you have to 
spin your wheels for that's what happened with Lost I guess apparently yeah mm-hmm. is they they well, had like an idea and they're like this will never last more than two seasons they and they had to a, stretch it they yeah. put a lot of money though into those pilots and I believe the president or whatever of NBC got fired for it mm. Because they're making Lost, for, yeah, basically so for greenlighting Lost. Like you spent how much on this? You're gone, and then it ended up being a hit show, and mm-hmm. uh, which is, I mean, always makes you think maybe there's something else going on. But I was curious from you guys, how did you get into Game of Thrones, the sh- the show, not the books? At I least, guess. at least told me to watch it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I re- I remember maybe uh, six or seven months before the show came out. You know, there's chatter on the internet saying this is going to be the greatest thing in the world. People are obsessed with these books. And uh, I guess the pilot script had leaked, and I read that, and it seemed pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the show came out. It was great. And then I started – I had like an hour and ten-minute commute to work for about a year, and I just listened to all of Game of Thrones. Um, that's how so I you listened re- to all the books yeah. before the show came out? Uh, I think after the first season, I started getting okay. those books from people at work, okay. essentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're I, really great, by the way. Listen to the audiobooks. I mean, you could read them too if you like reading. I love yeah. reading, but hyper detailed. But those yeah. audiobooks are insane. That Roy Dotrice guy that reads them, yeah, yeah. he set some Guinness Book of World Records record for reading number of characters or something yeah. like that. I had an issue with the first book only because, yeah, same thing. They're like worked with a bunch of nerds, uh, fellow nerds, I should say, who are like, holy shit, Game of Thrones is coming out. And they, I think they released that trailer where it just showed Sean Bean out in like Ireland. Just like walking around the, the a bunch of grass, and I was like, I guess there's a show here. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everyone says it's going to be cool, and I listen to the books, but they're talking about it was hard to uh, get a sense of scale of what was going on because it starts really small in Winterfell, mm-hmm. and you're not really sure who's who or what's what. But once the show aired, then I read the book and I went, got it. It all I can I can put an image. Yeah, once to you have everything. an image of those actors, you can kind of keep track of the characters. Yeah, because there are like it is really hard to keep track of when you just dive into this for the first time. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that, that first season's pretty close. I think there's just it's it's a there's a couple different things. Uh, I know with like Tyrion, the way he meets Bronn and a bunch of other things. Like there's some things that are switched around a little bit, but it was pretty close. There's a lot, I mean, there's a lot that's close for the first three books, mm-hmm. and then by the fourth one, everything just like splits, yeah. and it's, and then you're like, if you're watching the show and reading the books, you're going like, I don't understand how. I guess I can only assume the book is going to be entirely different, mm-hmm. or I have to read the rest of these books knowing that none of this matters. Yeah, I, th- I think that's an issue I have, like having all these great characters that don't even exist in the show, and mm-hmm. just I guess assuming that they don't matter in yeah. the long run. Um, because you know it's a show they have to trim from the couple mm-hmm. hundred main characters that those books yeah. have. It is a pretty spectacular adaptation, though. Yeah, I mean it's gone beyond that at this point, but like, it really is. Well, this is the thing everyone said you should be doing. We talked about this last week, I believe, or the week before, but that s- books should probably not be adapted into films if they're hyper detailed, like Harry Potter or. Uh, uh, Golden Compass or you know his Dark Materials or whatever in Game of Thrones you go make it a season and you can get a lot more out of it but even then people still complain because they go you made it too, too short make it, make it twice as long yeah. but yeah. it's also one of the most expensive shows in television history so yeah. I mean it, I think if they had faithfully adapted those books they would only be you know a quarter of the way mm-hmm. through this uh, the whole series but I've never really felt like the pacing was too much of a problem for this show Mm-mm. I know people had issues last season but I I don't know for me it seems like it's the first season feels so slow. Like it, it feels like it, but not in a bad way, but it just seems like it's just like this slow. It's a snowball, right? Mm-hmm. And it just slowly moving. But now we're at the point in the show where it's spiraling forward, especially yeah. Lisa and I just rewatched all the previous season. And now we're going uh, back through and like cherry picking episodes to watch to so like battle of the bastards and mm-hmm. uh, Joffrey's wedding and like all kinds of, st- we're just like picking these random episodes to watch and it's like pretty impressive to see the difference like the ground that's covered it's like it used to be the motif that you'd you'd wait for episode three and episode three something important would happen at the end it'd be like a regular episode but then something really important would happen at the very end of episode three and then that would be the thing that causes the shit to roll until episode nine which would be the we spent all of our money on this episode (laughs) Or whatever it may be, dramatic reaction, and then, uh, and then it, episode ten would be a resolution, s- teasing and setting things up for the next one. So, um, 
But the the most recent season was not anything like that. Every single episode had shit going down. Yeah, yeah. crazy know? fights. Huh? Um, how many people or like percentage of HBO subscribers do you think they're going to get a bump in in the beginning of April for this show? Don't people cancel and then resubscribe just for this show? That's what I imagine. Like a huge chunk of their subscriber base is. I mean, that's me. That's or I'm or go get HBO in April. For or is this. it like with most passive viewers, people sign up for it, forget about it. And go. I, I'm spending how much a month to not watch something? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just waiting. I don't. Know, I mean, in a way, though, that that funds this show, mm-hmm. so they can do it. But it is a, it's bittersweet, right? Because you're like, I want this show to be the best thing ever, and this is the last season. And you're like, what do I do after this? <laughs> well, you wait about a year, and they're going to have uh, spinoff number one. Yeah. Right. And a couple years after that, it'll be spinoff number two. Uh, Robert's Rebellion. There's the. Right. Uh, George R. R. Martin has a huge universe and world here. It's you know there's a, multiple world books and other stories. I think they they could make Game of Thrones for thirty years. Well, people, yeah. for I don't know that people. Will, I I could see this is though this appears to be the strongest story because even if you do prequel stuff, you know where it goes. Yeah. I think what's mm-hmm. so compelling about this arc of the Song of Ice and Fire world mm-hmm. is that it's a big surprise like it's a big surprise yeah, you know yeah. I, I, anytime you do a prequel I guess it has that same limitation as you like you know where it's going to end but uh, there, there's some cool stories in the history of Game of Thrones you know oh, when yeah. there's lots of people riding on the backs of dragons fighting over yeah, yeah. the realm or whatever mm-hmm. yeah is it going to be like Star Wars though where the core Star Wars story is Luke or I guess the, the Skywalker uh, quadrilogy what, what do you when you hit nine what is it the Either way, uh, yeah. I don't know. It will be a, a word that has never been used before. <laughs> Someone will tell me in the comments. But regardless, it seems like everyone has a really hard time grasping this idea that you can get away from this core story, which right now is the Starks and the Lannisters and this whole story, which is essentially a retelling of the War of the Roses, um, mm-hmm. but done in a, with a fantastical element, which is really well done. But if they do a prequel, or like, do you think they're ever just going to go? This takes place five thousand years in the future or in the past, and it doesn't really matter because it's fantasy and technology doesn't really advance. We just want to have new characters in a fantasy setting in a dark-ish fantasy setting. Yeah. Well, the, the the spinoff they have is the Long Night, which takes place eight thousand years before this. Nice. Uh, when the White Walkers first come mm-hmm. during like a super long winter. Mm-hmm. But Tyrion will be in it, right? <laughs> yes. No, uh, there probably will be Starks, I'm guessing. Right. Starks and White Walkers. Yeah, I, is, I know. Is the connection. They tried this briefly with Battlestar. Uh, Battlestar is a much cheaper version of Game of Thrones or Star Wars or any of that. But they had a pretty good core show. I liked it. James hated it. Don't I, I enjoyed it. Okay. I dug it. Is I didn't hate it. I just I just thought all the walls looked like they were made out of paper mache, and every time they said frack, I wanted to kill myself. It, it was a cheap ass <laughs> show made on the Sci Fi Channel that was like had some really good writing behind it, but uh, that core that show basically kind of worked in spite of its budget and everything. And they still made it look pretty good. The visual effects team did a great job, but then they tried to do extra stuff after it. Caprica was one. Where they're still like, oh God, I forgot about that. It was show. it was awful, and then even was it? The, I think Machinima had a web series where it's like, this is about uh, Adama's character when he was young, and like, don't care, hmm. no one cares. It's mm-hmm. and I, that's my fear is that they'll do this. Like, what about Ned Stark when he was young and had a yeah. weird face and like. <laughs> that was a strange actor they they cast to play it's, him. It's not exactly striking. Like it's not like lightning striking. Necessarily, mm-hmm. but there is something where it's like the the actors and the characters and the setting and the plot make it successful. Yeah. Not just that it's called Game of Thrones, which is a weird thing that a lot of times people don't understand. Like yeah. when you're signing, they're like, "But it's associated with Game of Thrones." Yeah. So let's do. It's not Rick Grimes and Walking Dead. It's other <laughs> it Walking in Los Angeles. As long as it's called Walking Dead, people mm-hmm. will love it. Is that um, show still on? The Fear second? the Walking yeah. Dead? I think both of them, yeah, maybe. I think so. It's Oof. it's weird because they're like, yeah, they lost uh, like 30% of their viewers, so only 12 million people watch it a but day the or difference, a week The difference between Walking Dead and Game of Thrones is that Game of Thrones is good. Yeah. Well, Walking Dead is like, the Walking Dead is like if they did a spinoff of Wheel of Fortune. Like, it's just people that are comatose drooling out of their mouths watching mm-hmm. the show. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, that's actually very similar because I remember 
similar thing where the source material is pretty strong. Walking Dead's an interesting read. I thought it was like a pretty good comic book, and I was like kind of excited to see uh, how it goes as a show. But like, as soon as they exhausted that first episode, it was like, and they're out of ideas. Like, well, and like part of the idea of The Walking Dead is like, what if the zombie movie doesn't end? Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's this how he has an it. ending. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're, or we're gonna see someone's version of the ending in the next two months. Yeah, it, it's weird because some people I saw some complaints with um, Attack on Titan, completely different show, but still something that like I watch on like pornography for the plot, right? Like I'm I'm watching week to week because it's getting more interesting of what's happening when it's when it's airing. But apparently a lot of people were upset that they weren't just going week to week killing Titans. Hmm. Like there's an audience that goes, just do the same thing every week. Mm-hmm. Go out there, have an action scene, do this. Whereas I'm the guy sitting there going, oh, I actually kind of like the lore and mm-hmm. uh, what's going on. Like it's getting weird and kind of crazy. And the thing they did last season I thought was fantastic. But I I want something to have an ending. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, I think a lot of times the ending will make a story. Endings are extremely hard to pull off. Like I think a lot of movies are ruined, or TV shows are ruined with poor endings. Mm-hmm. And I think it's extremely hard to execute. And if you don't have that guys, plan to pull things together, mm-hmm. then it'll be a Walking Dead that just kind of spins in circles mm-hmm. for years and years. And I don't want to put you on the spot, but you can maybe think about it real quick. What what show had the best ending? That that is really tough. Yeah, I thought Battlestar actually Parks had a pretty Rec. good ending. Parks and Rec, I think, has one of the best television endings of all time because you—they give you like, they get—they make it so that like they're like, we're never going to do more of these because we're going to give you the next fifty years of every single character's life. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was very satisfying and it was funny without being like, and it—it it also felt like an episode. So, I think Parks and Rec had a great ending. I think The Wire had a really good ending. Kind of, it, it did one of those things. Um, where essentially there was like a new version of every one of the archetype characters. Mm-hmm. Like there's like, okay, this is the new guy who's like a homeless crackhead. And this is the new guy in charge of the newspaper who's going to suck at it. Um, just kind of like hit home that cyclical nature of how horrible modern society is, I guess. Yeah. Mine would be probably Justice League Unlimited. Because they ended it with an episode of Batman Beyond, which was rad. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's cool. cool. <laughs> that, yeah. That's more for me. It's a, it's a cartoon definitely aimed at kids and I guess some adults, but... Uh, I enjoyed how that ended, and I, t- I, uh, its overall ending of Lost was not great, but it had a lot of season finales that I thought were fantastic. I don't know if you guys ever watched Lost. Yeah. Well, they, they always had crazy cliffhangers, which, which, and it introduced something that you're like, "Wait, what the fuck well, is they, going on they, here?" Uh, the show obviously revolved around time. Uh, I guess, if you haven't watched Lost, I guess check it out. It's really good. Parts of it, some seasons drag on, but uh, I'll c- totally spoil this. They do the episode. I don't know if you guys saw the one where. Um, it's a, they start they introduce the flash forwards. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And so it's the main character Matthew Fox's character Jack going around like to- totally upset. You're unclear what's going on, and then at the very end, it's him off the island talking to one of the characters who's on the island with you. You're like, wait, what? They get uh, yeah. we gotta like, go back. And that yeah, we yeah we gotta go back. I have a fake beard, and like <laughs> <laughs> it ended right there. And I remember just I had such a sinking feeling in my body. I was like, that was a cool TV moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess whether the payoff worked out, it worked out. Remain, you know, obviously, didn't. <laughs> it's purgatory. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, I don't know. Yeah, I think, Get, I think a lot of that show was ruined with having that end that everyone predicted the beginning, and the showrunner's like, "That's not it." And yeah. then, then it was. Well, sure. I but I guess there are multiple timelines and like multiple universes by the end, so mm-hmm. you can say that wasn't the real ending, but. But I, I, the, I, the point I guess I was trying to get to with the, the ending, the, the ending shouldn't really matter. Uh, I think it, it's clutch, man. So, but that's the, 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 like, when Game of Thrones is over, will you look back on it and go, did I have a good time? Was it worth the culminated days I devoted well, ju- only watching? You didn't actually have I, to make it. I think it depends <laughs> a lot on the structure of the show. Something like Game of Thrones the very first scene of the whole show is bad guys are coming, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But then what it does, which is very smart for television and for books or for anything that you want to go on for a really long time, is you introduce new good guys and new bad guys and and then you have them. So there's lots of moments that have already happened in Game of Thrones that are satisfying from a narrative perspective Mm -hmm. where the bad guys have lost or have won or the good guys have triumphed or teamed up or survived or lost. So it's like... A lot of stories, it does feel like they come to a close. Meanwhile, there is this ever looming threat. Whereas with Lost, and I haven't, I, I'm, I'm not, I haven't seen maybe enough of it to really say. It felt like 
the thing that gets you into Lost is what's ha- what's going on. Yeah, what's, what's the, mystery? the mystery? It's the yep. mystery box. And there were small little plots going on, but almost all of them are related to maybe this has something to do with the mystery. Yeah. So if the end mystery isn't satisfying, then it's harder to swallow that ending, I think. That's how they justified it. They would say, they said, well, no, it was never about the tr- the, the answers. It it's was about, about the, the journey. Qu- yeah, it was about the journey and the questions. But that's a shitty way to treat your audience. I mean, I think I think there's a way to get away with that by saying, like, it wasn't about this question, but it was about this along the way. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know. How much did the characters grow and change and a lot? develop during the show? Because that's, like, some way you can quantify it, too. I, I would say the, the best, better version of that is Game of Thrones, only because... The first episode starts out with a character fucking his sister and pushing a kid out of a window. <laughs> and within two or three seasons, he's a likable person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like you, you ends up becoming one of the most likable characters. Well, in I, th- the show. I think that's a lot of what uh, Martin did really well was like he t- kind of takes these archetypes and subverts them a little bit. So mm-hmm. you, you're like, oh, I know this guy. He's the, he's the bad boy. We're mm-hmm. going to hate him and want to see him die. But then he's like, you know, Watch him flip him, be good, make you care about him, and that makes it an extremely interesting well, character. Well, I think it, I think credit goes to Martin, but also credit goes to the show because in the books, that's way easier to do when you get to hear yeah, the bad guy's head. internal monologue and mm-hmm. justification for their actions. To me, that's like okay, well, that's a way easier way to do that. You know, it's way. Way simpler to empathize with someone when you know exactly why they're thinking the way they're thinking. The show doesn't have any of that. Like, if the show was like The Office and it cut and it went to Cersei and she was like, she was like, I just <laughs> feel threatened sometimes <laughs> by other blonde women, you know, like, yeah. or something, you know. Uh, well, that was the, what, which book was that where you spend half your time in Cersei's head? Four, it actually makes yeah. her very intriguing yeah. and fun to hang out with. Expose that she's pretty much batshit crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think it's all the inbreeding. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Well, she's there. it's weird because she's her father's daughter, but since she, she's a woman in that world, she's got way more of a reputation for being a bitch as opposed to Tywin, who is de- a, a bitch but respected. Yeah, you know, like everyone was afraid of him. But she, like, if she was a boy, then you know there would have been. So this is this is the new trailer, um, and I want to thank you both for watching this because I think you were both avoiding it before yeah. doing this show. Trying, so trying thank you. to. But I, I think they did a pretty good job of not really spoiling anything. There's it's, a few things that I think could be taken it, as spoilers. It's just one of the few shows where I do, I'm unable to guess what yeah. the next episode will contain, and for me, always thinking of like plots and comparing it to other things, like I ruin shows for myself. By, by to, doing that, and so you then don't being do that right. with Game of Thrones. You don't have any expectations of the end of the show. I do, but I'm generally wrong. Yeah, and it's the it's one of the few shows that's ever done that for me, which is why I was like, you know, season two, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to fucking investigate this show at all. Like, at least looks up spoilers and stuff. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's like, oh, leaked images of Peter Dinklage and Amelia Clark are together on <laughs> set, and I'm like, I don't want to know that. Yeah, because I want I, I want him to like roll off a boat and then get decapitated in the first episode, and me be like, oh shit. <laughs> like, it, those are believable scenarios in Game of Thrones at this point. Yeah, I think online culture, in a way, has ruined a lot of good television and we do it to ourselves I've definitely done it to myself where it's because you have these burning questions which are supposed to get you into the show but now every TV show no matter how big or small has a community behind it and then people immediately start sharing screenshots, theories, all this stuff and I have found entertainment to be less enjoyable that way Hmm. Um, but I I get it because we we as as a human race have the burning question for answers and we can find them from each other, but when it's entertainment, that doesn't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's pure enjoyment. It's how do you want to consume this content? Do you want to go in with an idea of what's going to happen, or would you rather just be completely surprised? And that's, I, I'm the latter. I don't really want to be spoiled by stuff anymore because I have been spoiled by too many things, so I just try not to watch trailers in general. Mm-hmm. I, I think this show in particular is uh, super deep on the mythology and the mysteries and the questions. So there there are, uh, you know, dozens of YouTube channels and websites out there with theories and, and like, digging into the world books and mm-hmm. all that. I find that very interesting. And, like, no one knows what's going to happen, I don't think. Yeah. They live inside a Dyson I'm, sphere. I'm, I'm also, I'm also <laughs> this, the kind of person who memorizes shit unintentionally. Like, okay. this shot, 
Yeah. I, now I wait the whole season until I see that shot, and as soon as I see someone with that armor, I'm going to go, oh, I know they're going to be on a Kraken ship. It's like, one of the things that ruin movie tra- movies for me now is because when you see most of those shots in a trailer, you're just waiting for yeah. that shot. Yeah. Or well, the any- movie can't end because they haven't gotten to the palm trees yet. <laughs> exactly. You know? I'm pretty good about forgetting those things. I'm I terrible guess. at it. It's my it's my fault. But I'm t- like, I'm yeah. not the kind of person who laughs at the joke in the movie oh, yeah. that was in the trailer. Because there's like you know Captain Marvel or whatever when she punches the old women. There were a lot the, of in the people theater dying. people uh, dying, and I'm like, you've seen the. Tra- I feel like yeah. you must have seen this before. Those people are able to buy into a certain amount of joy that I those guess I don't people. have in my life anymore. I yes. just, I, I, it's <laughs> those, my fault. Those white nerds. It's my fault, but I go completely numb. If you've yeah. shown it to me in the trailer, mm-hmm. then I know it exists, and there's almost no other context. The best trailers are the ones that that change the context. Yeah. So when it actually well, unfolds in the movie itself. It's different. And I think HBO does a really good job of this. I think they'll throw something at you knowing as a fan you'll have a certain expectation of it. And then when it comes to the episode, it's completely different. Because I I know a lot of times we've watched some Game of Thrones before and you'll either turn it off or walk out before the preview of next week. And I think a lot of times they will tease something, you know, expecting the audience to know what's going to happen and then... It was a real But reversal. it's still pieces, and yeah, I don't yeah. want any pieces because then my mind, like a web, starts trying to put the pieces together. Like this. Well, thanks for sure. sacrificing yeah, for yeah. this. Because, yeah, this is clearly, I guess, Euron Greyjoy went and got the Golden Company, which I don't yep. think the Golden Company's been – maybe they've been mentioned in the TV show? I don't think so. But it's a pretty big uh, – Oh, they would have nice maybe been mentioned when Daenerys was gathering up her soldiers – this was one of the only things I think was minor spoilery. This, and then I guess they show some people. Yeah, but like, these guys yeah. might have died last season, but they don't. It was pretty. It was pretty clear that they didn't. They like ran away, and there wasn't necessarily a shot of them. But it was pretty heavily implied that so they survived. They've got. We have six episodes left. Two sixty-minute episodes, probably three eighty-minute ones, and then one ninety-minute episode for the like next it. season. They're gonna have to start really killing people. Like, there's gonna be some battle scene where four or five. Recurring characters who just immediately they, they could totally one do a flip the script, so to speak, and not kill a single person <laughs> the entire season, and then give you the the bummer of all endings. Everybody lives. No, everyone dies. Uh, like, just of old age. No, no. no they, I mean, like, they save everyone to the last episode. Oh, yeah. Lots of close calls. No, I, I think there's people dying I'm, every episode. I, I think. Uh, I think the the brave thing to do mm-hmm. <laughs> would be the bad guys win because that. Everything that has been done in TV has been done. And HBO typically is okay pissing people off. Look at the Sopranos ending. Uh, Good ending, if you ask me, though. See, but that's the thing. It's very divisive. Yeah. Like, I think uh, it asked the viewer to think about something for a minute. Tony got whacked at the end of Sopranos. That, that's what happened. But you have to have like been a conscious viewer to know that was what was going to happen. Why did they show it? Oh, it, it? To be clever, I guess. No, I don't, I, I'm just saying HBO has a but history. They have, they have some balls, I guess. Yeah, so... You have to ask yourself: Does it matter if any of these characters live? Number one, they're not real, so it doesn't. <laughs> so you can do whatever you want. But for uh, in, in the course of human history, we have really enjoyed media where the good guy wins, and we're not really big fans of when there's a sad ending or a bad ending, something like The Mist or Arlington Road, where you go, I don't feel so good. Uh, shouldn't some? Why did that character have to die? Couldn't they have come back? You know, and it's mm-hmm. like I, I still feel that way. Isle of Dogs is a good example where I'm like, I will be really sad if this character dies. You know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I mean, I already know how the show's going to end. Oh, yeah, call yeah. it right now. Jon Snow discovers he has ice powers. Nice. Okay, Not he wrong. can shoot ice beams from his hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the battle comes down to him and the Night King. Firing ice beams at each other, okay. right? Yeah. And it and it looks like Jon Snow's losing because he also injured his arm, so he's only firing with one hand. Yeah. And then, uh, and so then uh, Ned Stark appears on his side right. and then helps him push. Does he have a halo? And then, and then <laughs> yeah. Rhaegar Targaryen appears on his other side uh-huh. and helps him push. Nice. Yeah. And then that gives him the energy because Rhaegar's got fire powers too. Uh-huh. So then it creates a spiral, <laughs> blue and red, uh-huh. that goes like that, and then envelops the Night King, and, and that, then the Night King pops, and then all of his soldiers pop. And that way, say, Night King pops, everyone else dies, right? The, That's how it's gonna. The thing about oh, yeah. the Night King, though, is that even if just a small cell of him exists, he'll regenerate. Oh. So you have to get. Where they become of two of them. You have to eviscerate. No, no, no. He just he just come, he comes back twice as strong. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So like, even if you try to do your teleportation trick, where you take him to. Uh, 
King Kai's. King Kai's play. <laughs> talking about Dragon Ball Z, the Cell Saga. No, I was talking about Game of Thrones. Arguably the best saga. I'm telling you, it's good. He's gonna have his arm hurt. And he's gonna, ah! I, I still think West the best, bomb. I think the best way you can end it is a spaceship, a Russian spaceship lands oh. in the middle of the battle, and it goes, "I'm from Earth. I need your help." Oh, I got a better one. <laughs> they 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 win, and they like, we've done it. And it pulls back, and it turns out all of this was taking place on a small uh, plot of land in the middle of Central Park, <laughs> <laughs> modern day New York City. You're joking about aliens. Some people do think that the comet is uh, sure a spaceship do. or something. Because uh, before he wrote Fantasy, Martin wrote a lot of sci-fi mm-hmm. um, that had kind of recurring themes that you can see kind of eked into the, I guess, the background of Game of Thrones. Sure. Mm-hmm. So okay. if, there's if you, a lot of collective consciousness stuff, like the, the weirwood trees and the, stuff. I, I we always we always have to suspend our disbelief for things to be enjoyable. I feel like, and that's sort of what escapism is. Uh, but at the same time, you could. If you want to pretend Game of Thrones is real, uh, which people have done this before, it could theoretically be happening on another planet somewhere because the universe is vast and infinite, and this could just be another planet where this is their story. The planet's and called Planetos, Adam. Sure, this is the planet of Planetos. And is that true? Why not? I didn't know that. Is that true? Yes. So Westeros, Westeros is or was it is a continent on, gotcha, Planetos. on Planetos. On Planetos, yes, right. sir. I mean, whatever. It's not any stupider than any how of many, the other made-up words. How many words. tens of thousands of names did he have to come up with? He came short. When do they Planetos. call it Planetos? Is that in I think they, one of the books? Know. Extended I don't know where books. I got that from. Anyway, yeah, it's I'm telling you. I I, I, got, uh, I don't Ned, know. Ned Rhaegar, <laughs> ice beams. <laughs> No matter Beam what battle. happens, no matter what happens, I'll have to always look at the whole, the, the journey, and go, was I was I satisfied? Did I get some good ups and downs? Were there enough titties? Could I could I have been doing something better instead of watching this? The answer is no. Probably not. I've been watching Dragon Ball Kai. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you could have been doing was uh, brushing your teeth with a Quip toothbrush. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, Dan. You, uh, you have Quip. You have Quip. Who yeah, has Quip? I have Quip. I like Quip a lot. I like I got, it too. Yeah, they're, they're pretty awesome. That's an easy sponsor. They're good. (laughs) They really are. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brushing our teeth. Yet most of us don't do it properly. Quip is a better electronic toothbrush created by dentists and designers. It was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. I've been told that I brush too hard. Quip has sensitive sonic vibrations that are gentle enough on your sensitive gums. Quip comes with a multi-use cover that mounts to your mirror and unmounts to slide over your bristles for on-the-go brushing. It declutters your sink or cabinet, which I really love. Quip makes traveling with an electronic toothbrush easier because it doesn't require a clunky charger and it runs for three months on one charge. Three out of four of us use bristles that are old, worn out, and ineffective. Quip brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule of every three months for just $5. Quip is one of the first electronic toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. My favorite feature is Quip's built-in two-minute timer. It pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, helping to guide a full and even clean. Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't clean evenly, and this feature solves that problem. That's why I love Quip and why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com film right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. So yeah, you can get your first refill pack for free at getquip.com film. That's a refill pack with a new brush, new battery. Um, so check them out, get Quip. Uh, I know we all like it a lot. Um, I love that it reminds me how long two minutes is because mm-hmm. I guess I never brush my teeth for two minutes because when I used, started using Quip, I'm like, holy mm-hmm. shit, I'm going on for a long time here. It's but uh, a race. No, it makes my teeth happy. It yeah. makes my body happy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, y'all get Quip. And uh, thanks for bringing us here, Quip, to talk about Game of Thrones. Um, do you guys have any final thoughts? We can move on to another story. I'm just very excited. Um, yeah, uh, well, it's let's see. It's also going to be happening during the heat of Arizona Circle production. Wrap, wrapping up, so that's right. You guys are going to Austin. We'll be super stressed, but um, we'll have Game of Thrones to keep us even more stressed. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's funny because this show in Silicon Valley would always air back to back. Felt like Silicon Valley was the more stressful show. Oh really? Because it would like you start with Game of Thrones and then you cool off with a comedy <clears throat> that ends up being a lot more stressful. I'm yeah. just saying it's the last season. 
Show an erect cock. That's fair. Just do it. That's fair. <laughs> they can do whatever they want. It hasn't been done as far as I know in any other HBO show. Spartacus had a really good ending. I recently finished all of Spartacus. Did it have an the ending cock? of that show. It has cock. I know. But, but not a... in the final episode, I don't think. It needs to be erect. <laughs> um, are there any, uh, you know, so we're headed towards the end. There's a lot of, like, culminative action, a lot of characters that have been pit against each other that mm-hmm. you want to see face off. There's no way they're all going to happen. Mm-hmm. But are there any of those certain face offs or deaths that you're really I mean, looking forward Clegane to see how they do? Bowl. The Clegane Bowl. Mm. Yeah. Do you think they both die? Do all of these fights end with both of them dying, mm. stabbing each other at the same time? I don't know. It feels like setting up all of this with him being a little brother and stuff like it would be weird if if his only gratification was in killing him but dying. That mm-hmm. still seems like losing. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really want any character to die. I would just like to see Melisandre naked uh, a couple more times. What, as an old woman, though? <laughs> if you could see her naked three more times, but once was as an old woman, would you take it? I'd take it. Yeah, me too. You think she just wanders into the end of the battle? She's banging. She's, yeah. keep, keep her going. Where, where is she in the in – the, didn't she just, like, walk away? She, she went to – back to – Dragonstone. Whatever, Bravos or whatever. Oh. She went to oh, Dragonstone. Yeah. yeah. And then she 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 ran out when Jon Snow got there because she was like, I don't, if he sees me, he's gonna kick my ass. Yeah. Yeah. And said good night. But you then she was Dutch like, Fox. She, like Varys was like, you. Well, I guess this is the last I'll ever see you. And she's like, no, I'll be back. Because and then she went because you and I both know that we have to come back. We have to be here one last time, mm-hmm. implying hmm. that they have to die in Westeros. They implying some that secret. they have some sort of thing going on. So hmm. she may be back. Without clothes. <laughs> and as an old woman. Mm-hmm. So Arya has, uh, still has people on her list to kill. Mm-hmm. Do you think she gets any of those? Cer- yes. Cersei has to die, I feel like. as yeah. Look, the biggest fuck you they could do to the audience, which I think they should do, uh, kill everyone on the show except for Cersei. Yeah. That'd be great, actually. Yeah, that's her, her final victory, is her on a, basically becoming the queen of, a, the queen of Ash. Mm-hmm. A kingdom of Ash. You have nothing. So she's pregnant. Yeah, she's pregnant with that. Uh, <laughs> Ash baby. Ash baby. <laughs> so, so Ice baby. Does Arya get her or does Tyrion get her? Or I don't think Jamie, it, maybe. I don't I, I my theory was always that Jamie would be the one yeah. to kill her. I mean that's more dramatic than any of the others. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I'm cu- I'm curious if Jamie's even gonna make it back to the south. Yeah, because like oh, she's on Arya's list too, or he is. Yeah, but her list is changing. She's edited that list several yeah. times. <laughs> she's the hounds constantly on and off that list. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so so a lot of people still on the list are the hound, um, Illin Payne, the guy that executed Ned Stark. Oh, uh, God. The mean, mountain. He, he might have died of old age by now. <laughs> um, the mountain, Melisandre, and Beric Dondarrion. So. The mountain oh, technically Dondarian, dead. Huh? Maybe he got off the list. Yeah. It's sort of like I guess like Bruce Wayne dying, but Batman's still. Well, alive. that's what it made, that the the most narrative one would be the Hound and the Mountain are fighting, and then it looks like the Hound is going to lose, and Arya steps in to save him because that would be a redemption arc for her, but also closure of a revenge arc. Mm-hmm. But that How that do- I thought of it. I don't want that to be the yeah, case. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do How do you get all those characters to King's Landing? Because I guess, you know, looking at the well, trailer, thinking about the way the plot's happening, there's going to be a 90-minute episode where they're fighting in Winterfell. It's mm. going to be, it's going to be, I mean, everyone's moving towards the north to battle. Except Cersei, who's Except like, I'm going to sit this out. who said that she's going to pick up, but what she's going to probably realize, Jamie's going to go and be like, they're not coming. And so she's going to be like, well, I should send my troops, and then we'll just, like... We'll just pick up the pieces. We'll split their army in half or something like that. When that that's a way to get all of them together mm-hmm. is that she's like, oh, I'm going to kill these people and they're going to kill these people. Dragon bus. She's going to send a raven to the Night King <laughs> <laughs> asking if he wants to get married. <laughs> An alliance. Yeah. I, you remind you're, me of my dad. Oh, you're just going to kill me, huh? Well, that's how a lot of the battles or the, I guess the big conflicts have ended in the in the story of, of Game of Thrones is you marry somebody and then we're at peace. So yeah. maybe yeah. someone does marry the Night King. But it's a frigid piece. Well, the reason he's upset, though, isn't it because his lover, the woman he loved or whatever? I think it, that's confusing. No one really knows if that's the, the Night King from Game of Thrones is the same thing as the Night's King from the the prequel that they're going to make. Hindsight should have gone for two different 
Anyway. anyway. All good things um, must come to an end. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. It's yeah, a thing. I think too. we all are. Um, yeah. I think maybe at the end of it all, we can sit down and talk again. I just want to be able to, when it when it's over, go to Lawrence and say, you can watch this now. <laughs> and he'll go, nah. Yeah, he'll go, nah, I'm going to yeah. watch more uh, 1980s <laughs> yeah. Tetris videos. I just got, I just Fast did, and Furious. I just you need to watch Fast and the Furious Degrassi. 7 again. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we love um, Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. He had a defense for why he didn't watch it. I just can't. No, it's because he, he's, he said that every right. he said that televisions are like treadmills, and they're just trying to keep you on. Mm. And he would rather watch stories, mm-hmm. so he wasn't going to get invested in Game of Thrones without knowing already that he would get closure by okay. the end of it, which I understand. Yeah, which makes fair. sense. I, and to his credit, <laughs> um, Game of Thrones is as it's been going on is somewhat starting to resemble most typical shows. Characters have plot armor. Uh, not everyone's safe. You can probably guarantee Tyrion's going to be there to the very end. Uh, I think there's a few characters that, are, that have plot armor. But yeah. I, I think, I think it, a lot of them are going to die. They throw you off of season one because they go, crazy, right? We killed off the main character. Well, it's in the book, so it's sort of thematically in line. And But they rarely just kill off. Like mo- A lot of the main characters from the first books are still... Still trucking along, most Some of them. them. Yeah, they they just do a better job of it. Whereas if you watch Walking Dead, sure, it's a character who you haven't seen for three episodes who pops up again, says one line, and then gets shot. Yeah. And you're like, right. oh, you only remembered <laughs> he existed because you needed to kill someone. Well, and and I guess that shows also they'll kill off a character when that person gets a better contract for another TV show. Oh, yeah. and they want out. Yeah, right. yeah. Whereas these poor people signed up for the whole thing. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. All right. Um, so I guess recently there's also been a little bit of Suicide Squad two news. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I know Suicide. everyone here is super into Suicide Squad, right? I would say I'm into it now. Is this that going to be a James really Gunn? weird experience for me if I watch Suicide Squad two and I like it? That's going to be very. <laughs> that's like strange for me to cope with. I <laughs> like it's I mean, like a foster child. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> no. I was going to say it's like it's like basically being abused. And then being taken to a very good home. Yeah. And then you're like, wait a minute. Is this- <laughs> I don't understand. No, this doesn't feel right. My, I don't belong here. My it's the hope, same house, though. My hope is that the Suicide Squad 2 trailer comes out and it sucks. I hope it's a bad-looking trailer mm-hmm. and it's an awesome movie. Hmm. Because the Suicide Squad trailer, trailer wasn't bad. I remember watching going, oh, there's probably a good movie here. And then the first one, yeah, I was oh. kind of into it, and that's me being a DC nerd and being mm-hmm. like, yeah, some of it looks pretty shitty, and like, uh, maybe the maybe the Joker isn't complete garbage, and then seeing the movie and <laughs> hating every moment of it. Well, yeah, uh, I, I think you know it's got James Gunn, the most important person for any movie is the director, mm-hmm. and they have a pretty awesome director, and I think it's a huge awesome middle finger to Disney and mm-hmm. Marvel. After firing him they for, don't care. yeah, but well, I'm sure they yeah. don't care. But I think it's great just to go to the competition to their you know mediocre movie mm-hmm. and then turn around to cool well, one. It also seems like they're giving him, they're letting him do whatever he yeah. wants. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. they're like, listen, you just call it Suicide Squad, kind of make it Suicide Squad-y. Yeah. And then, it, then yeah, you can do whatever you want, which yeah. I'm sure is probably what was more attractive to him than the prospect of doing another comic book movie yeah. problem. Well, I think that might be DC and Warner's best bet at kind of not catching up with Marvel because I think that's impossible at this point, but finding interesting filmmakers mm-hmm. and letting them do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Like take, you know, give them the name and sort of a costume and power mm-hmm. that's similar and do whatever you want. But mm-hmm. they're, they basically said they're recasting it, right? Like- well, Idris Elba is taking over for Will Smith, you know. Will Smith's making lots of great career decisions these I days. I wonder why that stepping happened. out of a James Gunn I'm movie. I'm genuinely curious if that was Will Smith's choice or if James Gunn's like, all right, well, if you want me to do whatever I want to do, I don't want to do it with Will Smith. The, the <laughs> official word, what, well, that could make sense because James Gunn seems to have like integrity and might not be down with you know, I, Scientology record, cult bullshit. I didn't think that Will Smith was a problem. It, of no. all the problems of Suicide, Suicide Squad 1... I didn't think Will Smith was one of them. I thought it was jarring that he's Will Smith. It's hard to <laughs> it's hard to win me over on the character of Deadshot because it's ultimately going to be me thinking, "Hey, that's Will Smith." Mm-hmm. But his performance wasn't bad and he seemed to be one of the few people in the movie who kind of understood what maybe it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um 
which well, was fun. They're, they're saying it's scheduling conflicts. Okay. He's got okay. other movies to shoot. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I mean, it makes sense. It's believable. He's a yeah. busy guy. Genie pickups. Yeah, do it. There was just so many non-characters in it, which is fine when it's called the Suicide Squad and someone's supposed to die. But when <laughs> Slipknot shows up the last <laughs> second, doesn't get a title card. Yeah. You're like, and you see him die in the trailer. You're like, well. <laughs> Put on your 3D glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Stan Lee telling everyone to put their glasses on? No, it's just like the warning that always comes up. Like, (laughs) it's not exciting for 3D to just happen when some little guy pops up and goes, "Put on your 3D glasses." Yeah, that's what happens with Slipknot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so are they? So I yeah, don't remember so Wilson, most of the plot. Wilson so I forget, is out. I forget who died. Yeah, I do too, honestly. Did Fireman die? El I, Diablo? I, think I know Margot Robbie survived, so Harley Quinn will be in it. Yeah, and Joker um, survived. Joker he survived. breaks her out at the end. Um, I guess sources are conflicted as to whether uh, the most important character, Joel Kinnaman, what was it, Rick Flagg, oh, the, yeah, the Rick leader Flagg, of the squad yeah. with a gun. Who yeah. cares? Um, <laughs> no one knows if he's back or Viola Davis is Amanda Waller. Um, they have... Ugh. Some places online say that they have sources that have that have said the characters that are going to be the new Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. which is probably a great idea. Just like kick out all the people no one cares about. Yeah, who do you got? Bring in new wacky characters, and, and these guys sound great. Um, we've got Ratcatcher. You know Ratcatcher, Adam? I've never Batman heard guy. of him. So, supposedly a Batman villain that was a exterminator and can communicate with armies was, of rodents. I was going to say the Rat King, but I'm pretty sure that's, that's Ninja Teenage Turtles. Ninja yeah. Turtles. <laughs> He had um, a jet ski that had snakes on it. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> I also had that toy. Oh, wait, wait, man. where'd it go? Speaking of Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. there is a Batman versus the Ninja Turtles uh, DC movie coming out. Really? I think these are pretty, like, I think it's great what uh, Warner has this huge series of uh, movies going. Yeah. And they're, uh, some of them are hit or miss, but mm-hmm. way better than what Marvel's doing. Uh, who else? What other? So we got, um, my favorite is King Shark. Yeah, okay. I think it's, he was in the animated one. He had a shark and a rat. Yeah. Um, I guess that he he thinks he's a sh- the son of a shark god or whatever, but it's you know find and replace Killer Croc and change it to well, a Killer shark Croc man. has BET now, so he doesn't need to continue fighting. Yes, that was his story. Remember, he wanted BET. Remember, that he, was the only thing. The network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, he said that he would join remember. the Suicide Squad <laughs> if they got him BET. There's there's just a part that's, where that's where fun. he like he talks and he's like. Yo, homie, we're doing this, and I, re- I just remember everyone going, "Oh, he talks like that." Yeah, <laughs> the only thing I remember him him like jumping on a ceiling and running real quick, and it looking stupid. Uh, he crawls away. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, about. yeah. You were probably upside down because you passed out because <laughs> the movie sucked. Um, we've also got Peacemaker, who's a guy who believes so extremely in peace that he commits extreme acts of violence to keep peace. Okay, that's um, sort of Punisher esque. Yes, <laughs> and another Batman villain, uh, maybe the most famous Batman villain, Polka Dot Man. Okay, who has polka dots on his clothes that do different things, like fireballs and you know grenades great? and stuff. If we could figure out a situation where DC would be able to borrow Marvel villains, <laughs> <laughs> because there's so many good Marvel villains that are just sitting there waiting, like Doctor Doom. You know, like yeah. Well, so there was actually a little bit of Doctor Doom re- news recently because Noah Hawley. What was that his name? The guy that does Fargo and uh, uh-huh. Legion and stuff. He's written a script and apparently showed it to Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I guess with the, all the Fox. mergers, because it was Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with all the mergers, who knows where the rights to that stuff are? Uh, um, well, those that, all sound it. really bad. Yeah, yeah. And then but, but I think that's back. a good thing. That they're they're all stupid. I mean, it kind of fits James Gunn's mo. Like, yeah, Tree Man and sure. Raccoon Guy. Sure. I like, remember when they announced Guardians of the Galaxy, a lot of people were like, well, I guess they can't all be hits. We, and he made that movie work really well. You know, if it, The important thing is that the characters mean something to James Gunn. Yeah. yeah. Or, or they, they have so little to him that he can project a different personality. Like, he can take a personality and give yeah. it to mm-hmm. King Shark. Well, that one will be easy, but, you know, Polka Dot Man. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to throw this out here. I think we bring back Enchantress. Because I liked watching her dance. Occasionally, it would cut to her dancing at that portal, and mm. I was like, "This is my favorite part of the whole movie." <laughs> Did she die? Did they kill her or anything? Maybe. I really can't remember this I, movie. I just remember her and Valerian, and went, "They could interchange this boy and woman, and I wouldn't know the difference." <laughs> anyway, uh, right. yeah, no, I, I that that excites me. Um, Wait, I, I, well, there's also four months the ago. Would you have been excited coming, for right? Suicide Squad too? No, no, no. Uh, it's all it, James Gunn. If just James Gunn being involved gives me hope 
Uh, and I, th- it's weird because the first one made so much money, made like a billion dollars, or which makes no sense. I don't know. Good it, timing, may, possibly, know. maybe. So uh, I've said this before. Like I, I, I'm hopeful when whenever some whenever a good guy's down, um, you know, people who mean well, hopefully, or at least cr- the creators are bright and they go, hey, you know, this first one made money, but creatively, it's not where we want to be. Uh, hey James Gunn, you're you're free. Do you have a vision? And he's like, I got some ideas. And that's all I want to see is mm-hmm. cool something original that makes it an interesting and fun movie. Like I mean, Thor Ragnarok wasn't the most original movie, but it was a nice nice breath of fresh air. Oh, Ragnarok, yeah, love it. It's a it's like such a great just sort of standalone. It's actually rewatchable. It's funny. Uh, it has soul, yeah. and that's that's when you get creative people like Taika Waititi involved and. People above him who uh, say, yes, do what you will and mm-hmm. just make it good. Speaking of Taika, uh, he is doing a show for Apple where they're taking the Terry Gilliam's Time Bandits and turning it into a TV show. I didn't know Apple really produced a lot of stuff. They're but starting they now. They want to fight this And fight. according to one random Reddit comment I saw, apparently it's not great. Like, what? I guess, uh, like... Apple executives are giving creative notes on some of these. Again, mm. random Reddit comment. <laughs> I read that a <laughs> while ago. To, seemed to express some sort of sense of authority yeah. about it. but I mean, it, may, it makes sense. You're an executive of this company. You want input on no, what doesn't. you're spending tens of millions of dollars on. But you are not a, creative a business input. executive yeah. commenting on entertainment. You should let a creative come in and say, this is what I want to make. And then you should say yes or no. And that should be the end of it. Yeah. But I, I think Ragnarok... You know, great movie. Mm-hmm. I think even better than making great movie, Taika seems to have been given you know a blank check to do what he wants because yeah. he's he's doing Time Bandits. Uh, they've got uh, the bunny was movie. it What We Do in the Shadows mm-hmm. show. TV show coming out? Yeah, his weird bunny Hitler movie. Yeah, bunny Hitler. Um, and he's going to direct a couple episodes probably of The Mandalorian for Disney oh, Plus. That's cool, sweet. He um he's he's got a blank he, check. He's, yeah, it's uh it, he's blank. <laughs> he also produced this other uh, New Zealand movie about two women, The Breaker Uppers, hmm. that I watched. That was pretty good, too. It's fun. Fun movie. He has a certain sensibility, a sense of comedy that I like. Mm. A little offbeat. Yeah, it's spreading. I like spreading it around. Mm-hmm. So, What's the show called? Or movie? The Breaker Uppers, the Breaker I think. Uppers. Yeah, that's what it's it. called. It's yeah. good. Eh. Time Bandits, for those who uh, those of you don't know, uh, is a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've yeah, seen it's, it. It's a little kid who's like a history nerd, yeah. and he starts going through time with these uh, dwarves that are time traveling thieves. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I mean, it's Terry Gilliam. There's certain there's certain at, at his things. Peak, I, I was think. gonna say yeah. There's certain things with Terry Gilliam which if if you didn't if it didn't just like come on TV all the time when you were a kid and you just kind of got used to the fact that that's what it is. Mm. It's hard to watch it because like. Uh, Baron Munchausen came on as a kid, and I fucking watched the shit out mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. So watching when I watched it as I was when I was older, I was like, oh yeah, well, it's Baron. That's just how the movie is. And just whatever. Um, uh, well, what's her face? Oh. Uh, Uma never, Thurman or whatever, like is a naked it. lady. Um, oh. But uh, then uh, Time Bandits, I never, for whatever reason, never watched as a kid. Really? And then as an adult, I was like, well, I should watch Time Bandits, and I watched it, and I was like. It was like speaking a foreign language. I just wasn't I wasn't immersed in it enough, and so I didn't really have a positive experience, but I, I was know. still like, oh, man, if I had seen this as a kid and this was if my kid eight. movie, this is my Monster Squad or whatever, yeah. then I'd be like, this is good. Yeah. I just remember there's a story about it where the dwarves got drunk a lot and drunk uh, on alcohol and on power because uh, the director, <laughs> Terry Gillen, would tell them they were the stars of the movie, mm-hmm. and so they thought they were tough, and they were like being shitty to everybody. And then they saw the movie and they're like, we're barely in this. And they're like, well, you're not. It's about the time bandits, but it's really about the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at her dance. Whoa, she's dancing. This is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Is this a, like a dancing wallpaper? What are we watching? I don't know. I don't know. And this. Oh, it's a <laughs> No, there's, a, there's one of these for each trailer. character. Yeah. Oh, God. I just, yeah. That, oh. Look at that. You know. I did like that. I mean, it ended up seeming kind of lame when the movie came out, but the. The attitude and style that the movie came out with, with that first trailer, I was intrigued by. The marketing had style. The yeah. movie has no style. Exactly. That's that's why that's part of the reason it sucks so bad. Like even the first trailer that came out, they're like, "Oh, this wasn't the one you were supposed to see." It's devoid 
of like style. Mm -hmm. It takes itself very, very seriously. <laughs> he's like, he's like, why do I have to come in? <laughs> yeah. That's, by the way, more than he got in the actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> Gets out of a car, punches a woman, his head explodes. Yeah. His name was Christopher? Uh, I didn't know. I know. I know now idea. you know. I, every time you saw him, it was always like, there's promotional photos. You just see him going like, why? <laughs> why am I here? I'm spending more time promoting this movie than I'm actually in it. Yeah. It's dumb. Oh, well. Hopefully he got mm. paid. Yeah. All right, done. Is there anything else you guys have been watching recently that you want to tell people to check out? A lot of Apex Legends yeah. uh, streams. You guys <laughs> watch any Umbrella Academy? Finished it. I dig it. I haven't finished, I haven't finished it, it though. That was garbage. Really? Yeah. I like. I, I think it's like some weird, like Wes Anderson mixed with um, fuck. Who's who's the Dumbo guy? The oh. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. I don't know. It's got a funky style. I thought yeah. that too, and then I got then I. I'm kind of with Adam, where I don't th I don't know that it's garbage, but I don't know that I necessarily Gar think it's good. It's garbage is a meme. It's, it, uh, that's just the first word well, that came to my mind. It's it's watchable. Go, it's okay. Going back to Lawrence and the like, this we're just killing time. We're killing runtime in in service of this question that we're not sure what there the is answer a lot is yet. Lawrence mm -hmm. was like, I, so I watched Umbrella Academy last night, and I was like, no, of all the movies to watch. <laughs> Yeah. Or of all the shows to pick up, this is the exact one that you will hate, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, it, just, it didn't need 10 episodes. and That's clear already. The, I'm like halfway through it. And it, I, I really hate being that person who says, the source material is so much better, but the show got me to read the comic, and I really like the comic. Mm -hmm. And That the thing, art is crazy. The things that make it really unique, I feel like you don't need to spend 10 episodes getting to. Mm. Um, and it... I, I get it. You have to you, you have to make certain sacrifices, but I do just kind of wish it was animated, and they could just tell a different version, uh, or they can adapt that story because it. I think that would actually look really cool as a animation. Yeah. Who's a Who's a Gabriel Ba? Yeah. Who does the the art? It's so cool. And it looks so good. The show feel once James said it, it ruined it for me. But it feels a lot like Heroes. Hmm. Um, and it it's got more style than Heroes ever had. A little, I mean, but it, it yeah. might be going nowhere, which I guess is a problem. I haven't gotten that far in it, but yeah, it's. Just, I don't know. All the characters are so sad and upset, and and, and not well, in a fun uh, Wes Anderson-y way, and kind of a they all seem like they were you know abused well, as children, which I guess they were. There's well, they one are, point. Yeah. There's they're just sad. It just there's a Diablo trailer that came up, and it said his core temperature was 666 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> But um, the thing, the problem with Umbrella Academy is there's one scene late, kind of later on where two characters have a talk and one character is trying to convince the other character to do something. And at the end of the conversation, at the end of the scene, one of the characters says something and then the other character goes, why didn't you just tell me that in the beginning? Let's go. Hmm. Which is like a weird admission by the writer <laughs> that we are killing time. You know, like it's... And if, that, if me, not even being these people, it's the first thing that would have occurred to me to say. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. Well, anything good you've watched recently that people should check Again, out? Yeah, other I than Apex? Spartacus. Yeah, Spartacus. Spartacus is great. Right on. Um, Jess is out of town this week, so I'm sort of, we usually watch things together, so. Oh, really I know that better. Uh, Elise and yeah. I watched all of Pen15. Yeah? Which is a Hulu original show. It's these two women Play, they're like 30-year-old women, but they're playing their 13-year-old uh, selves going to middle school mm -hmm. for the first time and basically like dealing with being Sounds a teenager. And it's great. It's a comedy, mm -hmm. and it's, it's fucking great. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did watch Mission Impossible Fallout finally. Great movie. Damn good movie. Mm -hmm. What a fun romp that was. Right. That was a good afternoon. He loads his arms. <laughs> Yeah, sound effect doesn't happen. Uh, great action. That was like that was a really good action movie. Those movies are always uh, they're spot on. But you guys already did a whole podcast Chris on it. So. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, dude. Tom Cruise. He's starting to look old. I feel mm -hmm. bad. Yeah. Well, he's he's, he's so, starting to look old. Finally. Yeah. At, at the age of fifty six. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel bad only because he clearly loves what he's doing, and he even after he breaks his foot, he still got a positive attitude about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh man, I wish I wish he could be young forever. And he could actually keep putting his heart into these things. I, I so. don't know how they insure those movies. Like the he, dude he made, risks like, his life. Well, not, they, they they're not going to let him anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Make a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, he made like forty million dollars off of that insurance claim. <laughs> he broke like, his foot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So, studio most likely no one will ever insure another Tom Cruise action movie ever again because okay. of the payout. Because like we'll he see. learned to fly that fucking helicopter himself. 
I think that's nuts. It's mind-blowing. But that's what I mean, though. Now that the injuries are happening and he's getting older and recovery time takes longer and all that stuff, it's like, that's just it's not going to happen. I feel like he's like got to be hooked. He's got to be like an adrenaline junkie or oh, something. Yeah. Like oh, hooked, sure. hooked on risking his life. Yeah. I think he wants to meet death. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right. Um, yeah, I guess uh, let us know what you think is going to happen at the end of Game of Thrones. Um, and we'll probably talk about that again in a couple months. Um, yeah. Who also would you like to see in Suicide Squad 2? Uh, let us know. Shark King. It's already been answered. <laughs> Shark King. <laughs> and Rat King. <laughs> what other Ninja Turtles uh, villains? Baxter uh, Stockwell. That, that one, uh, the robot version that was in the video game. Oh, <laughs> Knucklehead? Brain something head. That was Knuckle Brain. Metalhead? Maybe Metalhead. He's cool looking. I want Ace the Duck. Mmm. No. Okay. What Bring about back the Manta Ray Man? <laughs> I was going to say Street Sharks. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for coming around, you guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye.